Yo, it's Wednesday, March 30th. I'm in a new studio. It's all echoey in here, but Kyle's bouncing like it's the bounce is about to start. The hits are coming today, but guess what? We're hitting back. We're hitting back together. Let's do this. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. Okay. They stop me when they see me. Once, no means, <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Okay, real quick, quick story. Morning story. Morning Hanging out with the good. kids this morning. <laughs> looked at my kid. I'm like, it's Wednesday. How you feeling? I looked at my kid. <laughs> He's like, great. I was like, it's hump day. My son goes, dad, what? <laughs> Literally was his response. So then, so then. Think about describing hump day to a child. You're like, how do, you, how do I describe this? You know, a camel's hump, and then the mo- Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, right, right, and right. then the hump. And he's like, <laughs> I need a diagram. Huh? What is <laughs> this? Is life with kids that are six and eight that over trying the hump. to describe hump day? Yeah, over so, the hump. It is what it is. <laughs> Happy hump day. Let's go. Oh, it's man. Perfect. Well, I moved all of my stuff yesterday. I had, like, we're moving into our new building, our new studio, and I was like, I can't. Like official move-in date for congruent the agency is on Monday. I was like, I got to get my stuff over there and get started. So Isaac and I, at the end of the day, moved just like the desks and the computer. And like I'm in an empty office and the ceiling's high. So it's really echoey in here. And even though it's like my same stuff, I feel all yes. disoriented. This is like that first night sleeping in your bed at your new <laughs> this house. Is exactly. Or it's what like it's this like. is my bed, but it doesn't feel like my bed. You just I kind of lay why. there and look at the ceiling. <laughs> blink, blink, right. blink, blink, blink. That's what I feel. But we got a lot of good news to talk about today. I mean. Yes. Oh, a lot of it's bad news, but it depends on how you take it. <laughs> Perspective. It's, Perspective. It's solid yes. news. We have a lot of solid news to <laughs> to look at today. Well, um, and what I love about the news that we're talking about today is it's approachable for auto dealers to go, okay, that's what's happening. How do I assess it and and move forward with yeah, it? Yeah, right. So, these are yeah. these are as typical. We try to talk about indicators from not just inside automotive but outside in automotive because we believe like drawing a big circle around the indicators allows us to make better decisions and approach things in better ways. And also, I think, understand the people that work inside our businesses because they're also dealing with these considerations on a regular basis. Um, hey, Paul, real quick, you know, we didn't plan this, but we keep saying, we've said in the email this week, we say this thing about drawing a big circle. Yeah. And I was actually thinking about this earlier this week, and I think I want to just just take a couple minutes yes. and jam on it real quick. Good, good. Is you know, when we say drawing a big circle, a lot of times circles start to become exclusionary, right? And that's not the intention of this. It's not to go, hey, we're going to close the ring and exclude everything that's going on. The reason why we say big circle is because what has typically been done in the automotive industry is small little circles of small little pieces of information or segments of people that are given access to information have been drawn. It doesn't matter whether it's 20 groups or media companies or, or, um, you know, digital dealer or NADA, Mm -hmm. but it's, what has happened is our, is our industry has been given segmented information, even, even on social media, right? The access to information that's quality that can help people make business decisions is limited. And so the idea is to take a new circle and draw it much bigger and try and draw the circle so big that it captures the entire industry and not just the top, the quote unquote type of people that we want to talk to. Yeah. Right. We actually had a conversation. We had a sponsor approach us that initially the question was, Hey, do we want 
do we like, do we want to have a brand association there? Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is that if we don't say, Hey, we're open to that and let's create a conversation around why or why not we we want to do that and then bring that partner into why maybe that's been a bad partnership for others in the past and and then reconcile that to the entire industry. Yeah. That's what we mean about drawing a a big circle. So when you hear us, there might be times where, you know, Hey, we look at Carvana or CarMax and what quote unquote the disruptors are to the franchise retail side and go, Hey, they're doing a good thing because believe it or not, they're part of the entire automotive industry. And that's how big the circle we want to draw around this. For sure. Everything's coming to mind of all the things that we've learned from the people that we might want to like push outside the circle. But the reality is every innovative dealer that we know studies them and learns from them and executes to them. So I I like that you said that, you know, we've been working on kind of like the uh, automotive state of the union brand tenants, right? Like what is important to us and drawing a big circle is so core to that around business and automotive and culture. Um, Like it matters. So I'm glad you stopped for a minute to say that because we're going to be saying that a lot more. And uh, we probably, you know, when we get sick of talking about it, it is probably when everybody else just starts catching on to what we mean. So right, uh, exactly. we're not sick of talking about it yet. So um, <laughs> we, we got to get got to get going. Okay, Chris is getting bad. What do you say? Getting bad news early is good news. That's true. There you go. With bad news <laughs> is the good news. <laughs> right. And, but maybe if the bad news is in a good way, it won't be as bad. That's hilarious. What movie was that from? Maybe Robin Hood Men and Tell. Okay, let me try again. You wouldn't believe this. Right. <laughs> they ruined everything. Everybody's dead. <laughs> so, oh, that's good. That's pretty good. I'll uh, take it. I'll take it. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get some real news, though. Um, so, uh, automotive news lead story today: the March uh, first quarter new car sales number uh, took a major hit during supply uh, due to supply shortages. I'm reading from the article. Analysts expect March uh, U.S. new vehicle deliveries to drop 24 to 26 percent to around 1.2 million with the seasonally adjusted annualized rate falling below 12.7. So basically, you know, March last year kicked off the hottest month in the automotive industry ever. And this year is a very different story. Yeah, but all the dealers are out there like, uh, so I get it that it's a down month, but I've got 78 deposits I'm rolling (laughs) over to next month, right? Because still, still selling into pipeline. So I think we were actually talking to uh, a dealer that uh, the other day that we were just, we were ruminating on the fact that even looking at a month as a a business strategy Doesn't is work. not even possible. It it's is. not even, we can't look month over month. It's we can't even assess this month and understand what our business is doing because of, well, okay. So from two months ago, I had 33 deposits that the vehicles ar- arrived. And so those shoppers typically would have purchased in January, but they actually purchased in March. So when did they so actually we did the registrations, right? but also I've got another 72 that I've sold in the pipeline. How do you approach that from a, you know, from a closing ratio perspective, from a sales pipeline perspective? It's just, I, I really think what we're going to have to do as an industry is go and take a look at you know, 2022 and maybe a, maybe even like a 48 month time or a 24 month timeline where we look 2022, 2023, what was the net result of the total sales pipeline across that and really just approach our business in a different way. It's like the indicators used to change, right? I mean, like a little bit, yeah, right? Business environment changed a little bit, but now the fundamentals of the business seem to be changing on a monthly basis. Not like little things, major things. And so, you know, yep. talked about it yesterday. We're going to keep talking about it. 
the indicators, we have to weigh them differently than we ever did before. Um, a couple other indicators in this article, uh, the average new vehicle incentive is on pace to reach an all-time low of $1,044 in March, down 69% from uh, last year. So uh, also leasing. <laughs> I'm glad you found that All button. dealers everywhere. They're like, forget the incentives. That's, we don't need them. <laughs> I know. Isn't it funny? It's like really kind of like, a, it's like double speak. This is an incentive, right? It's like, oh, it sounds like a yes. good thing, right? I mean, I guess it's a good thing. It's not even a good thing for the consumer, right? Yeah. If you have to incentivize, that means that the product isn't, is out of balance. I think if you have incentives, yeah. it means the product supply demand is out of balance. This is, I, I, I think about this being a, being from the dealership side and being in retail all the time, you know, I get contacts every year and I always think I'm like every single year, doesn't matter when I get the contacts, what month it is, there's a, there's a 50% rebate from the manufacturer. Right. Like right. contact lenses. Sorry about contact lenses for his eyes. Contact lenses. Yeah. How does that, how does that even work? Like you've just literally overvalued your product so you can, you can continually offer the same rebate to all customers every month of right. the year. Right, right, right. Come on now, guys. Well, here's, Come on. that's, I mean, like how many incentives do you get from the Apple store? None. Right. No. Why? It means their right. supply and pricing and demand is in balance. It's in balance. So exactly. incentives are down. I think it's a good thing overall for everybody. Um, also, last indicator, the average transaction prices are expected to reach a high of 43737 which is a 17% increase over last year. Uh, first quarter transaction prices are forecasted to reach 44000 So Q1, we are 18% up over last year. So, I mean, like inflation, the, the, the current number is like 7 to 8% is what everything retail is tracking. We're more than double that in automotive. Good. And we've been talking about higher transaction prices, pricing people out of the market, um, sidelining buyers um, is, you know, maybe right now because things are okay and demand is low. But um, this, is, this is an indicator that we really have to pay attention to. So again, we're talking about indicators, right? Is Q1 yep. in 2022 a lot different than Q1 in 2021? Yes. Which was a lot different than Q1 in 2020? Yes. Absolutely. What do you think is going to be Q1 in 2023? You have no idea. <laughs> no, there's, you can't approach. That's a, yeah, it's an inapproachable conversation. Although I do think that, you know, what, you know, in, in late 2021, there was a lot of speculation that, Hey, by, by end of Q1, 2022, things will write themselves. Yep. And there are a lot more economists and, um, and business strategists that are saying the current mode of inflation prices, uh, inventory, all of that is going to last at least another 18 months. We're going to be late in 2023 till we see any sort of quote unquote normalcy, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, so that's, I, that's I really think thinking. that we're going to see more of the same. That's wishful thinking too. It's like, right. If everything gets back to normal, right. If everything normalizes, right. Who knows? We have an election. Did you hear? We have an election this year. Right. Yeah, there's right. there's a lot there. There's and then by lot. the end of 2023, we're going to have an election next year, <laughs> a big, right. a real big one. So, um, all right, let's talk about some other indicators. Uh, this one is in retail branding in general, most uh, specifically consumer packaged goods and brand loyalty. So this Washington Post or Wall Street Journal story says brand loyalty takes a hit as supply chain issues and inflation kick the door. And basically the premise is that when, as there has been supply shortages, that people no longer are loyal to the brands that they bought. They're willing to try more products 
more often. Quoting from the article, we're seeing more people make more choices on items because they are available, says Tony Sarzum, uh, chief executive officer of yep. grocery chain uh, Spartan Nash Co. I don't know what that is. In Grand Rapids, Michigan, that's why I don't know what it is. And um, 70% of shoppers polled said they purchased new or different brand than they had pre-pandemic. So um, look. Personal story here. Personal story. My wife, as a lot of people know, uh, was pregnant. We've now had our baby. But there was a time in late February, early March, where she was like, I got to have Rice Krispie Treats, right? I have to have Rice Krispie Treats. Well, apparently Rice Krispie Treats are shipped from none other than Canada. Everybody knows Canada had some supply chain issues because some truckers were doing some things up there. Well, I would have never thought like, let's buy the off-brand Rice Krispies because you know those never snap, snap, crackle, pop like the real Rice Krispies. But you better believe we were hunting down every single possible opportunity to find some sort of off-brand Rice Krispie treat, of which we now have like four to five boxes in in the pantry just in case things get dicey. Did, did you find it? <laughs> did she find a new favorite? Uh, they, you know what? When you put marshmallows and sugar around them, <laughs> everything becomes a lot more similar. <laughs> oh my goodness! One of the one of my favorite brands that was mentioned in the article, Jif Peanut Butter. I like it because I use it as, as an example in a lot of brand classes I teach. Because yeah. brilliant when it became choosy moms choose Jif, they disproportionately oh, crushed everybody because they branded it correctly um, or appropriately. And so basically, Jif is making a comeback in this market. Uh, their chief commercial marketing officer said there's more to get if, if you cannot perform in supply chain logistics. So they have seen an increase in market share across Smucker's brand, across their products, because wow. simply they've been able to be there. So this is a time when operational excellence deal. actually can overcome some of the brand loyalty hurdles. Kyle, you think we're seeing this in automotive? Like, I want this car, Tesla. but this other one's available? Oh, Absolutely. Like crazy. Yeah. It's, it's like, I need a new car. I need a used car. I'm just going to go. We actually back, uh, back at digital dealer in Vegas, I was on a panel that talked specifically about how new and used car accessibility is going to change brand loyalty and dealership loyalty over the next three years, because we have more used cars purchased in the market, meaning uh, retention and and loyalty to not just brand but also dealer is going to shift dramatically and and that's just I feel like it's a topic that we still have not really approached as an industry because we're in such high sales volumes such high gross volumes that we're not recognizing what the retention issues that we're going to have because oh, we have such huge. high used sales volumes yeah oh that that's that's such a huge play the summary of that right if someone buys a new car and uh, buys a used car from you or a new car the retention is way different on both yep. of those purchases. And and I think it's also like this kind of gets in the process for automotive. So if no one has inventory, the person that does the best job walking the consumer through the ordering process, making it easy yes. for them, uh, making it easy to show them what the new product is and making them feel good. I think that if you were, you know, you're in an Accord, you could easily consider a Camry if you have like, if, you know, same model, same, or you know what I mean, same segment, if someone yep. does just a really good job showing you how easy it is to buy a car without driving, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that there it's, it's a wide open game, brand loyalty, market share is what there is to gain, right? Which is yes. really the ultimate KPI, KPI, in my opinion. Right? I, I completely agree. I think, and, and obviously you have to measure market share based off of whatever everyone else is doing. But if you're, if you're earning market share, like, like Jeff said, if you're earning market share, that's the hardest thing for someone to get back from you. Yeah. And GIF smelt, spells the word GIF right, by the way. <laughs> that's how that's how you spell GIF. <laughs> and that's, that's how you spell GIF, not just how you say it. And GIF is how you spell GIF. And JIF is how you spell GIF. 
<laughs> just want to tell that, that to the guy who just I, passed away who created he it. can't defend come himself on. you can't come use on, testimony Paul. of a dead man in court kyle you cannot do it <laughs> it's inadmissible um so oh, uh, finally here's here's a little bit lighter and if you are a bills fan this is really going to hit close to home the nfl has officially oh. changed postseason rules last year there was this amazing playoff game between the chiefs and the bills and josh allen the quarterback of the bills have been dazzling the entire game well the chiefs won the toss in overtime meaning they got first shot to score well, they scored a touchdown, meaning the Bills never even got a shot Game to over. play. So uh, I'm happy to announce that the Eagles and the Colts <laughs> submitted a, a joint proposal. I don't know why. Of all teams. <laughs> I don't know why. They both had Carson Wentz as a quarterback in the last decade. Last decade there you I guess. go. There but you they go. submitted the proposal. NFL accepted it. So now both teams in an overtime situation will have an opportunity to touch the ball and score. And so after, the, after everyone has an I opportunity— it becomes sudden death. Isaac, our producer, is a big Bills fan. We're just learning this about him. Hey, no one's perfect. I'm just kidding. I like the Bills, actually. <laughs> they remind me a lot of the Eagles. We both know how to lose championship games. Um, but, yeah, so uh, whatever it is, the NFL is going to be a little more balanced this year, right? Yeah, Why? that'll be fun. Because they listen to the fans, and they listen to the consumers, right? People were upset about it, and guess what? They change. Oh, we got another Bills fan in the stream this morning. All Goodness, right. Yes, Bills fans. We got Philip Gonzer with as a Bills fan. Come on now. Everybody, <laughs> all the Bills fans are like, yeah, see, proves them right. Well, <laughs> you know, a hair, a hair too close there. Missed it just by. Oh, just by okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's it for your Wednesday episode. We hope you got you thinking a little bit broader about indicators and impact. Go ahead and make an impact today. Make some changes and take care of one another.